Y'all ready for this? Oh my gosh. Okay. Ba-da-da-bum. Hey. What's up? What's up? It's your girls. I'm Rissy. And I'm Shelves. And this is the podcast I Totally Relate. What up, you guys? Welcome to the last episode of season three of I Totally Relate podcast. <laughs> what? Hello. Whoa. We are here. We have arrived. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, even though this is the end of the season, this does not mean that we are disappearing. Uh, we are doing so much work behind the scenes and The main thing of that being our monthly planner that we love to create and send off to you guys. What's your favorite stuff about the planner, Riss? It has been really helpful for me to like see like my checklist. Actually, sorry, I'm just going to pull this up. I want to show you. I want to show you. So this is June week one. Do you see each day is chuck full? So I'm like, I have check boxes that fill up the entire space of every single day. Yeah. This is this week. Wow. I have empty space on each day. A lot more empty space. Some days are still busy. Like, there are some days, like, you know, I'm busy. You are insanely busy. (laughs) (laughs) This was honestly something that, like, the visual of what requires my energy every day, Mm -hmm. it was validating to be like, yeah, no wonder I'm freaking exhausted. Mm -hmm. And it really helped me. Like, if I was going to write it down in my journal or my planner and it was going to take up space in my box, like, yep, it better be worth it kind of thing. I think the visual alone, and this is like probably like something just specifically for me. I don't know if anybody else is loving this about the planner, but I think the visual has been incredibly helpful for me to understand how to prioritize myself. Like, yeah. visually seeing that like, okay. I might be really busy or needed in a whole bunch of different ways. And that doesn't mean I'm prioritizing myself. In fact, no. that means I'm exhausting myself. And so uh, that's one thing I love. I've learned a lot just from using this planner. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Let me think. What else? Okay. Other things. Like, okay. My most favorite thing about the planner, let's be honest, is the pump up jam. You know. <laughs> you know I got a jam every week. You know I do. So I love thinking like, okay, what's going to be the song that like I go to this week when I, you know, need to get in that energy or I'm feeling low energy or I need to like fill my fills or whatever. And I like always love having a pump up jam written down. Totally. And then uh, also the full moon spread. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Should I just go through and like name everything in the planner that we do? I apologize. But I do love it so much. We are very intentional about what goes into this planner. Like we uh are creating this from scratch. Yeah. And so what is in there? Like we mean it. 100. So I guess I, you should know that I love every piece of this planner, but some of my favorites are the full moon spread for sure. Like I think that that is so fun because it is ritualistic which put a pin in that we're gonna come back to that but those reflective questions man I freaking love I freaking love being reflective I think things make so much sense to me in hindsight Mm -hmm. it's like a movie or I can see it or I have gone through something 
you know, maybe not fully, but enough to the point where like I can make some ties and some understandings. And so I love being reflective and I love the opportunities to be reflective on these pages that are so pretty. You guys, Shelby makes it so pretty. They're so fun. (laughs) I am obsessed, obsessed with, you know, carrying this cute little planner around with like the bright colors and like the writing. I I love it. Uh, Okay. I love everything about Shelby. (laughs) What's your favorite part of the planner? Something that I have loved about using the planner is the non-negotiables each week. Mm, Yes. That really helps me because I, well, I think it's just so easy to spread yourself thin in so many different ways. Just kind of visualizing and navigating, like locating, like, okay, what do I need to get done this week? If I can locate that, there's kind of like a flow to my week naturally. And so I can like so I wake up on Wednesday morning and I already have a plan instead of, you know, starting each day and like wondering how it's going. It's kind of like it's not so strict. I don't love like super strict schedules. I like I like a little bit of wiggle room and um, yeah, like I like to decide, but it really helps me just stay accountable with um, the things that I need to go, uh, to get done, which has been really hard just prioritizing myself. And so, yeah, it's like a physical way to put myself first. So this planner has just been so helpful. I feel... I love the fluidity of it Mm -hmm. where it's okay if I don't do every activity and it's okay if I don't answer every question or if I skipped this box or this week. But I love turning the page, having a fresh start uh, because I definitely go through waves in my life. Like, So something that I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before that I've really been wanting to work on is like meal prep, food, just like when i am when i am fed i am a much happier yeah. and like easier person in all aspects but i don't want to spend a lot of time so if if i can know what the dinner schedule is and know that i have everything in the cupboard yeah. in order to make dinner you know that has really helped me i'm still not perfect at it and if you were to go through all of my planners there are weeks that i didn't do my my check-in and didn't do my meal prep or my meal planning and it reflects in my personal life like when I am not doing those things I'm stressed I'm dealing with you know depression anxiety loneliness it's usually like when I'm in a down current and so I need to accept that I am a human and I'm going to have those emotions and when I go through tougher times, I feel more safe and more secure when I can have my basic needs met. Yeah. And that means knowing that I can show up for myself and my loved ones, knowing when I'm going to move my body because moving my body exponentially helps my mental health. Yeah. Eating, eating throughout the day <laughs> helps my body. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like the, just those little things um I love all of the activities and I think they're so fun but the day-to-day anchors that Mm -hmm. the planner provides is irreplaceable for me because it really manages my stress and anxiety levels yeah so much yeah 
Shelby, I love how you, like, when you were sharing that, it made me understand on, like, a physical level of uh, perfection. Like, okay, so we're not going for perfection, right? Like, we don't want to mail this out to you every month and you check every box, fill everything out perfectly. What we want to do is be able to provide tools for you to know yourself better and live your best life, right? And so when you were explaining what you appreciate about it, I was like, oh, so it's not about being perfect. It's about realizing the things that we need in order to be our best selves. Mm -hmm. So as you were describing, you know, I'm like, I could picture Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Like, okay, so if we want Mm self-fulfillment, we need our basic needs met. And so you want to show up and have like some major impactful conversation behind the mic like you got to have the nutrients in your body and you got to have the sleep that you need in order to reach that and so yeah this isn't about perfection no this is about a tool that can help give you the information that you need yeah you want to know what i would love to see everybody's planner i bet they all look so different Uh uh-huh our planners look different oh absolutely tenfold tenfold i would love to see how like Everyone utilizes it a different way, and it's not about being perfect. It's about having the tools you need. Yeah, and something like if you're anything like me, I feel like it's so easy to throw away yourself first. Mm -hmm. Like if you have so many obligations and you love waking up 30 minutes early to have coffee by yourself. But if you're exhausted, the first thing to go is that 30-minute cup of coffee. Exactly. Like. So when you can, like for me, it's just locating those little day-to-day shifts that bring about the most change. Like I used to totally be like a sleep in until the last minute and I no longer am that way, not because I don't love sleeping in, but because rushing out the door is never a healthy mindset for me. Running out the door is never a healthy mindset. Like I need to be so clear and concise in my head and it doesn't always work out that way and so the planner is a natural reminder for me to see how those little things matter like I really just love the meal section to be like okay what's for dinner on Monday night I'm like well shit right like like yeah that the food is really just honestly I swear I just use the planner for the prep I'm using it for everything else. (laughs) Okay, that's another thing that I really want to portray to our listeners. Like, this is something that's really fun that we Mm -hmm. create and it's pretty and it's a business and it's a way for us to like make what we're doing sustainable. And also, we are using this. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, this is on my person or near my person at all times 24 7 like this is a tool that like i'm not just making it like oh hopefully we'll just like sell it this is a tool that i like cleave Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. and utilize and so i think that's important because as we're going through and we're using it like we can you know we can apply like practical changes and feedback to it because we use this. 100%. And, you know, if you've been with us and you've been getting the planner, I wonder if you've been able to see, like, the little tweaks yeah. and changes over, like, where it's like, okay, I, in fact, I think the August edition, you might even see more changes because I'm like, I think that there's 
a better way of utilizing a certain yeah. part or like yeah. the way it flows. And so uh, if you have been using the planner and you have any feedback, please send it in because we want to make this the most helpful tool. So if you need something in there, let me know yeah. because <laughs> I will add that to the fucking planner. All right, yeah. y'all, because, uh, yeah, we want you to use this. If you're if you're not using the planner and you're like, what are they talking about? Sweetheart, scroll down to the show notes, tap on that little Patreon link and get yourself signed up so we can mail this to you every month. We mail this out the last week of the month. Yeah. So you get it before the, you know, day one of the next month starts and it gets sent to you in the mail. It comes with love. Like we're so excited for you to have this. And so this is something you can access through our Patreon, which is a place where we share all of our tools and resources that we have. So if you sign up on Patreon under the She Abundant tab, because you know, we freaking love that. You also have access to a bonus episode every month, uh, Meditate with I Totally Relate, mm-hmm. and all sorts of other things that we like throw on there. Little episode extras and random freebies and all of this stuff that goes on in between. So yeah. we would love for you to be a part of this. We are making this with you in mind. Absolutely. 100%. We started season three. And we started the planner, honestly. Mm -hmm. This whole last little chapter of our I Totally Relate experience has been revolving around this one question. Who is she? And we are really excited to take an episode to reflect back on all of the different ways that we have tried to answer that question. And have been shaped and Mm -hmm. changed moved and inspired and learned oh my goodness navigated guided brought to yes manifested yes who is she we started season three catching up well we started season three actually talking about the planner and how excited we were that we Mm -hmm. were releasing this new thing into the world (laughs) okay so it is appropriate that we're like hey have you heard we have a planner and then we you know, we kind of touched base on like what we had been up to mm-hmm. and then we dipped right into trying to answer this question. So the first thing we kind of really talked about was that who is she in conjunction or like in connection with other she's, right? Like we mm-hmm. talked about gossip. Mm-hmm. We talked about that female energy, which is so often catty, negative, you know, competition pinning each other against one another or whatever but really that collective female energy Mm -hmm. you know that was a pretty vulnerable episode for me it's it's interesting like hearing people talk about that episode because i'm just like oh yeah that was really embarrassing (laughs) um however it was it was a, a deep learning and i think shelby you it was in the kitchen and you were talking to me about how you learned what integrity was mm. and it wasn't because you showed up perfect all the time but it was in the moments that you you didn't act in integrity right and you learned that didn't feel right and you learned what you would want to do instead and so i yeah. feel like that episode definitely was like oh yeah i learned um, the power of the word, not because I'm always good with my word. Mm, mm. 
And then we kind of navigated into, you know, more of that, you know, collective female energy. And we talked to Kat and she Mm -hmm. walked us through the phases of the moon and we talked about periods and we talked about, you know, this more collective female feminine energy and who is she and, you know, in what phases and what rituals. And so this is like, that was one of my favorite episodes. So I didn't know what to expect with Kat. Yeah. So this is somebody who Shelby has worked with through the yoga underground and I'd never been, you know, I'd never been in contact with her before. And so my mind was like, like my mind was blown. I didn't know what to expect. And it was one of my favorite episodes. Like I, I love loved Kat. that episode with Kat. And I've never been one to like consider myself like a ritualistic person. Like mm-hmm. I just, uh, okay. I think I'm a very routine person. Like I have a very, well, clearly, clearly you saw my planner. Um, Very structured routine. Like Mondays and Wednesdays always look the same. Tuesdays and Thursdays always look the same. Friday, like, I mean, I am right. just a very structured and very routine. Right, And right, yet right. I felt like I lacked ritual. Mm. And having that conversation with Kat really helped me understand the importance. And also, you know, the fact that like my body, like my feminine body itself is a ritual and being able to like respect that and honor that was like one of my my most favorite takeaways from uh, our conversation with Kat. I loved when she talked about the breath, mm-hmm. like the inhale Ooh, yeah. and the exhale. The yes. Re- like, in relationship to the moon Mm -hmm. uh like the fullness of the moon like if we can see and then relaying that into our lives like if we can see each opportunity as a bringing in a a time of looking at what you've planted and then like reflecting setting new goals uh and you know releasing um I just loved that. I yeah. actually feel that I, I think I took so much more, mm-hmm. so much more from that. Yeah. Um, Ooh, random thought. You know how like Jesus taught in parables? Mm-hmm. Like when somebody can tell you a story that helps you understand a concept on a on a deeper level, and I just feel like that was very prophetic of Cat to yes. be able to teach us a deep life lesson in a symbolic way what is that called a metaphor Mm. in you know being able to bring in the phases of the moon the fullness of the breath and the expression of our creativity and like and what we're taking in like I just feel like oh that's very prophetic Kat I see you I see you a little Mm -hmm. prophetess over there I really appreciate that yeah that was very impactful for me to just constantly see my actions as a a time to be more intentional, Mm -hmm. if you will. So a full moon is something that comes around each month and to see that as an opportunity to look at your life and bring in reflection and intention and choose decisively. Like uh, just it, I feel like it's like one of those things that you don't realize that you were missing or didn't Mm -hmm. have until you discover it. Like I didn't realize that I was missing something by not looking at my life in these cycles and yeah. these, you know, the the fullness to the emptiness to like the that that return over and over again. But then when I do, when I or since I have, it's brought so much more depth or fullness to the experiences that I'm having and appreciation to the emotions and the roller coaster ride of life that I'm having because I can start to attach it to 
symbology. Yeah. And I think that it just like really helps my brain <laughs> yeah, make sense of the world outside of me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I love that right after that, we went into a conversation with Michael, who mm. he talked about embracing. He said, it's not, he's like, I am not all dark and I am not all light. And it's been embracing the, you know, the both of them. And so being able to go from the conversation with Kat into that conversation of Michael, of like understanding how our, problems Mm -hmm. uh, or how our actions are always trying to solve a problem and even if it's continuing to make a problem for us I don't know I thought Michael was absolutely astounding Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really excited to like work with him in the future I Mm -hmm. don't know how but like we got like oh yeah he is incredible and we can either react or we can respond Mm -hmm. Um, and it's that intention that reflection and that embracing fully who you are that allows us to respond instead of react I feel that Michael really brought out that what's inside of us is good mm-hmm. and it's not about the the darkness or the wrongs that you've done. It's about showing up consistently for yourself and creating better environments to foster better change. Yeah. So it's not about the wrong that you did. It's about taking from it and moving differently Mm -hmm. and I really loved his insight on addiction Mm -hmm. and how creating spaces of safety and love um, and opening up room for the full spectrum of emotion is healing on a cellular level yeah when we have safe places to open up and not be judged and to allow room for both that dark and light, it makes differences in the trajectory of people's lives. And I really feel that Michael had so much love and compassion um, for Mm -hmm. a topic that gets a lot of yeah, a lot of stigma and not a lot of patience mm-hmm. and not a lot of space and a lot of blame. There yeah. is a lot of blame. I really like that. I feel that Michael really started a conversation yes. to navigate the way that we look at addiction. I might say that that was the most impactful episode for me during season three. Yeah. 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 Ooh, that was such a good one. Then we went into March and we kicked it off with you guys the Dolly Mama ah! we freaking love Dolly Dolly what up whoop, whoop. we love you you're the best you're like original community of the pod like Ayo. we went into talking about money mm-hmm. and you know because we're trying to find this abundance and who is she yes. and like money is just such a like a deep-rooted I don't source of like defining who we are here in America or in an arset society or whatever. Right. And I love that. Okay. So when I think about my personal growth or my healing journey, sure. Like I'm like learning all these concepts. I'm like, I need to have boundaries and I need to advocate for myself. And I think that, you know, when it comes to money and when it comes to sex, like the different rules apply, like different rules apply. I don't know what they are, but like, we're going to figure out what they are. And I feel like Dolly just so clearly brought in like, nope, same concept. 
you have to ask the right questions. If you have a question, you got to ask, you, you got to know mm-hmm. what it is. You got to learn, right? And you have to advocate for yourself. And I was like, shoot, it's the same concept I'm trying to learn to apply on these other ways. And and I love that she brought all of that in. Totally. Um, to, you know, and like goal setting and, and being intentional, like all of these things that I've been learning and applying in all these other facets of my life. And I'm like, okay, but yeah, what's the secret with money though? Sure, sure. And she's like, samesies, babe, samesies. Yep. I love yep. it. Wisdom. So much. And then it was fun to go in and talk with Michelle to continue that conversation. Right. And the understanding and knowing your why. Like we and the yeah. and the rules at which the rest of society is playing. And so right. now how can you take these concepts that Dolly taught us and apply it to, you know, this bigger game and really understanding your why. Why yeah. do you want money? Why do you want money? Mm-hmm. And realizing that those, and that was really fun. We had an act, we had a, a journal activity in one of the planners of like doing the five whys. Why do you want money? And being able to get down to the root of it. Like, you know, like I want to create connecting and special experiences with my kids mm-hmm. and I need money to do that. And so it's not a bad thing to want. Work, yeah, to want to work hard for it, to have a plan, to mm-hmm. ask for what I mm-hmm. deserve, right? Mm-hmm. That trying to be humble and, and you know, going without money actually affects my, you know, my deeper why and, and my right. deeper desires. And mm-hmm. so I thought it was really fun to talk about money with those two very smart and um, yeah. wise women. The, the marriage of the two episodes of advocating for yourself, asking the right questions and then knowing the game mm-hmm. knowing oh um, yeah like the offense versus the defense like I loved when Michelle talked about that because you know there are times where we need to be defensive and looking out and there's times where we need to be progressive and moving forward and that goes well beyond money like we have to be able to double down in our foundation and Mm -hmm. sometimes we have to be able to take a leap of faith and move forward and so I really loved I loved bringing the idea of play Mm -hmm. to something that feels so ominous and heavy and taboo um, yeah super taboo like uh and I, we, you know, discussed this, like, anytime they felt like there was a question, it was like, oh, my gosh, I feel so stupid. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, ask the question, yeah. right? Just ask. And so, yeah, like, bringing that, like, fun playfulness while also being okay with not knowing. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So then we moved into conversation with Missy. Mm-hmm. And it was so fun because, okay, so we're asking this question, who is she? And I love that, like, Missy helps us understand this from a younger perspective. So Shelby and I have talked multiple times about how, like, every season we come out and we're asking questions and we're doing self-discovery and, and we're always healing, like, different parts of ourselves, And it's usually, like, a younger version of ourself. And I love that Missy, like, helped us understand teen brain development and you know that relationship between teen and parents Mm -hmm. and how our thoughts affect that and then we moved into okay new month and we started to get into beauty confidence right Mm. like we we did we tackled some topics okay like so we talked you know we talked about like this internal stuff, you know, like this collective feminine energy. We talked about addiction. We talked about money. And then we talked about beauty and confidence. And Angelique kicked that section off with getting Killer. bitches. We're going thrifting. She shared her story that was so raw. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. 
I loved that conversation. I feel like I personally like took so much from it. Absolutely. Also, note to future self, that episode aired at such a crazy time. That episode aired the week that I made the decision. Really? Mm-hmm. And she talked about it. She talked about her divorce in there. Whatever. Yeah. One of the things I really liked about Angelique's conversation, she talked about the importance of being honest with yourself with where you find your value. She talked about, like, you know, mm-hmm. she found her value from, um, you know, trying to be, like, the perfect Mormon wife. Uh, she found her value from being, like, sexually desirable. Yeah. She found her, like, she kept trying to find her value in all of these other things and you know that led to more sickness more discomfort more dis-ease more like pain internal pain and it was the embracing of who she really is Mm -hmm. and being comfortable with her story and then how now she act like she truly puts value into this world she doesn't have to chase her value Mm -mm. she gives value yeah it's in it's insane i yeah i thought hers was like so like so many epiphanies i loved angelique's episode she rocked it she absolutely rocked dude it. she's still rocking it holy yeah. cow she's like so she's so sexy <laughs> <laughs> you babe and I love that because then we went into Poulet's conversation mm. and Poulet talked about beauty and she talks about sexiness specifically and how like that is, that is a feminine power. Absolutely. And how harnessing that can help us feel good in ourselves and to actually have the audacity and the drive to go after what we want. And I love, I love that it was powerful women know they're beautiful. I love yeah, because I like I loved when it was deeper than just a physical. Yeah. It was it's powerful to know your why and to you know, she talked about like your thoughts and mm-hmm. how they lead to like our outer workings. And so like when we have power with our mind and our thoughts and our intentions, it changes the way we move throughout the world. Yeah. And the world needs us to be our authentic selves Um, and that is innately beautiful yes and I loved that oh my goodness I love she did talk a lot about self-care like you know like I say often like you can't pour from an empty cup Mm -hmm. and she kind of dipped into that on a deeper level and talking about how we have to it is it is the kindest thing we can do for other people to take care of ourselves Mm -hmm. because we are perpetually impacting each other right and when we are empty and exhausted like that's just that's that's not the best way to show up yeah and that it's okay and kind and loving and and admirable to take good care of yourself 100 percent then we went into Delise conversation, which mm. what I really, really liked about that is because I feel like we're like having like these grandiose conversations about beauty and confidence and sexiness and female power. And then Delise comes in and she's like, you know where you know where to start? Where you are. Right here. Go right to your now. what do you currently have that you are working with? Mm-hmm. And and I not I what love, do you want? Not what, what not yep. what do you not like? What what do you wish was different? What do you have? Mm-hmm. What are you working with? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I loved, and she was so, she is so fun. <laughs> she was so fun. I freaking love Delete. If you guys, 
if all of these things sound wonderful and beautiful and you want confidence and you want beauty, like, okay, cool. Um, go check out episode 61, give Dalia a call and, um, she will help you get started. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. We talked about all the, you know, like this appearance of beauty and sexiness. And then we tackle who is she from like this connection with body, like this, Mm. our, then we talked about freaking diet culture. Okay. Like, Get the hell out of here. Uh, Our conversation with Shannon was so impactful for me. So good. Oh, my goodness. She brought me to tears in the episode. (laughs) Because she talked about having gratitude for our bodies. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. She, I really liked that she brought in, like, a lot of patience. Because I was like, okay, cool. Shannon, teach us. How do we love ourselves? How do we feel positive in our bodies? Body positivity. And she was like... Well, it's a lot slower than that, and it's more work than that, and it's possible. But, like, you know, start here with body tolerance. Start with gratitude, you know. And um, I love that she gave us something so solid to work with and validation that it's not easy. It's, like... I, there, I felt very validated that like, okay, I can know that di- uh, diet culture is a tool of the patriarchy to like keep women busy and fighting amongst themselves. And I still look in the mirror and want to lose 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like her validation of like, yeah, that's hard. It, that, that is, it's not like you just wake up one morning and you're like, I love my body. Right. And like, I'm like, I'm done with this way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, and something that I liked about Shannon is she brought the realness of, I think that like our brains want us to be the problem because we feel in control like I can control myself and so if I'm the problem then I can control it Mm -hmm. and I love that she just really highlighted the systems in which we grow up in that we fall victim to so Mm -hmm. she brought up the patriarchy she brought up diet culture uh she brought up these conditioning of young girls and you know even the language with which we talk to girls like how we point out how pretty a girl is Mm -hmm. instead of and becca brought that up Mm -hmm. too giving us real foundational things um that are happening in our society that want us to believe that it is us Mm -hmm. and so when like so that validation of the society i think that which we of what we grew up in kind of like um i feel like she yeah she gave you like the go-ahead of like yeah, you feel that way because of the systems mm-hmm. set in place. Like, it's make no mistake that you were meant to feel yeah. that way. Yeah. So it's working. Mm-hmm. So what do you got to do? You got to take a, a social media fast every once in a while. Yeah. You need to check your resources. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to be educated and you need to have your own boundaries of one of my favorite parts. She's like, cool, you don't like your thighs? Let's just cut your thighs off. Yeah. Let's just get rid of them. Like, what would your life be? Like, she brought a very real perspective to, um, and I mean no harm by this, but to a lot of boohooing that we do about Mm -hmm. our bodies, about our our visual representation in this world and how much mental space and capacity it takes. And I love that she was like, okay, cool. You really hate your thighs that bad? Chop them off. Like, because I do think that there is a a level within growth of being like, okay, am I going to sit and continuously tell this story to myself mm-hmm. or am I going to do something different? Yeah. And I kind of like the Shannon, she offered so much space, but she really kept it direct of like, okay, so what are you going to do about it now? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, this you were meant to feel this way by these oppressive systems. And so in order to feel differently, we need to do something radically different. So she held space for us and then she pointed in the direction mm-hmm. to keep moving. I loved it. And then we moved right into Vanessa's episode Mm. talking about that nutrition and how we feed our bodies and women's relationship with food Mm -hmm. and how it is such an emotional relationship. It's not... It's not basic, like, these are the nu- this is the nutrition I need, but, like, it's very complicated and complex, and, yeah, it's, a, it's an emotional relationship that we have with food. How she reminded us that we, <clears throat> you know, our bodies are what carry us throughout yeah. the duration of our lives, and so when she holds space for those big emotions, but she also reminds you, like, what are the goals that you have? Do you want to hold your grandchildren? Mm-hmm. Do you want to drive your car? Do you, like... Like when we ask ourselves a little bit more like solid things, like we can work toward that. And I I, I liked that we can use nutrition and food in order to gain our heart's desires, like Mm -hmm. to have the things that we really love. Mm -hmm. Ooh, and I think that's beautiful because once again, you know, we're talking about who is she? Who is she? She is somebody who desires to hold her grandchildren when she's old. She's somebody who desires to, you know, have these lofty and long-term goals and our desires and our goals and our dreams are very much part of us. Mm -hmm. And part of our bodies. Yeah. To a cellular level. Yeah. Yeah. So I really liked Vanessa's episode a lot. We can't talk about beauty, confidence, sexiness, and bodies without talking about sex, baby. Baby. Let's talk about you and me. Yeah. And so sitting, this is what, one of the things I'm really, really proud of and really excited about is like the quality of guests that sat down at the table with us like (laughs) you you guys again we had two sex therapists one right after the other Mm. sit down and Mm. talk to us about sex yes and so you know this this isn't like (laughs) <laughs> you know, then like I don't know, like I don't even want. I, can't, I like also got embarrassed. I'm like, can't even finish that sentence. Um, this was like legitimate research based. Like, it was very, very impactful sitting down and talking um, with things that sex therapists in Utah County are seeing over and over again. And I love that we kicked it off talking about context mm-hmm. with uh, Tasha. Like that was, yeah. I mean, we knew this from season two. We read Come As You Are, mm-hmm. um, but I just feel like that message cannot be shared enough. Like, yeah. context is everything. Your participation in the story is crucial. Yes. Um, like, your context is crucial. Yes. Not just this idea of what you think sex is mm-hmm. or what desire or pleasure is. Like, really getting into your body, mm-hmm. like... And the things that you enjoy, which means you have to be present in your experience. Yeah. Just made it very, I guess, like concrete and personal Mm -hmm. rather than lofty and idealistic. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Then we sat down with Becca and she blew our minds. Oh my gosh. For Patreons, I don't like, did you guys love the episode (laughs) extras? Because she was just... She was popping she, off behind the mic, and I loved it. Yeah, she popped, girl. Like, she totally popped off behind yeah. the mic. Like, I loved 
I loved Becca's episode. Yeah. I loved sitting down with Becca. We're asking ourselves, like, who is she? And, you know, and our sexuality is so innately, so innately a part of who we are. And, you know, she when she talked about, you know, that idea of, you know, if our life is a journey and, you know, we're pulling a wagon on a trail, up a hill, mm. and like the different versions of us in life that are helping pull or push or maybe we're stuck and we're dragging. And and that, um, I loved that analogy for like really being able to comprehend who is she mm-hmm. and that we bring all of those versions of ourselves to our bedroom experience. That healing and that knowing and that taking good care of yourself greatly impacts your orgasm, baby. <laughs> or your ability to achieve one. And I and I really do love that we talked a lot about, you know, this starts young. Mm-hmm. Who is she? Like, how, what? how does your sexuality play into your life experience? Well, like, it starts, I mean, we were talking about conversations with two-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Like, it starts so young um, and having a healthy relationship with that idea or having a healthy relationship with your own sexuality without like absorbing or or even after we've absorbed all of these shame-filled messages and like how to unpack that and mm-hmm. and be able to feel comfortable in our own skin allows us to achieve the context we need to like be sex goddesses not there yet but <laughs> sure helps to talk to sex therapists <laughs> Justin loved Becca's uh, conversation so much that it started a conversation of children with Justin because he loved how she brought in like the development Mm -hmm. of being like it starts like you have to be comfortable and be the regulated person and acknowledge those things. Um, She just did such a good job at like normalizing bodily functions and um and giving us examples. Like how many yeah. times would she like give us the the first sentence to start the conversation? Oh, I noticed you were doing this. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that feel fun? Mm-hmm. Mommy can do that too. Like she gave us the words to engage in these really awkward conversations yeah. and addressing why they're awkward for us and why they don't need to be and how we can make that change. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I really loved her episode. And then... You know, so we're talking about context and we're talking about, you know, like our experience, you know, that leads us right into our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Who is she? She, you know, is up here. Like this idea of who we are is in our head. And, you know, based on what our thoughts are doing, you know, what the, the thoughts that we're thinking is, you know, the actual portrayal that we end up, you know, casting out into the world. And so sitting down with Aubin and talking through... Our thoughts, yeah, was uh, that was really I loved that, and yeah. and I like I loved her niche. Like I know, like I I think I'm just like probably her demographic, right? Like I'm sure. a mom who is an entrepreneur who's trying to run my business and be successful and and feel like I can be successful as a mom and as an entrepreneur, right? And so like I felt <laughs> like I mean her conversation just like really landed with me. I really liked. Or really helped me identify that it's my thoughts that come first and not my feelings. Yes. Because I thought it was the opposite. Mm -hmm. I thought I felt something and then it made me think something. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. realizing that it was the opposite was helpful. To 
allow room for awareness in all moments. Mm -hmm. So to be aware of the thought that I'm having, I think really creates a response rather than a reaction. And um, just noticing where those stories take us. Uh, Like I really liked just like that awareness of, okay, well, it's not the situation. Like she, like yeah. when she grabbed my pen and just was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna write this out for you on your notebook." Like, uh, you have the the, situa- the situation, and then a thought, and then you know, like yeah. it just really makes you, I guess, just like zoom in, at least for me, to how quick a story starts playing, mm, like yeah. how quickly that can get out of control with any given situation. There's like five things that happened before that yeah (laughs) you know yeah so we approached it at first through like this female you know leader walking us through like our thoughts how they affect us Mm -hmm. and then we had my favorite episode of the season we sat down talked to steven um about the world of our thoughts Mm -hmm. and he just really i can't even tell you Shelby knows that like the timing of our conversation with Steven was so powerful for me yeah Uh, I feel like I was immediately able to understand what he was saying because I could reflect back on very recent experiences and then immediately apply what he was teaching me because I, I I have some thoughts I have some very uncomfortable feelings and if I had to reflect back on Steven's episode all I can say is if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. Do mm-hmm. yourself a solid and go listen to it Absolutely. and um, reach out to him if you got anything from it because that was our second time talking to Steven and I'm just like, cool. And when are we going to talk again? Because <laughs> we didn't even touch on – so he is a certified life coach. He's also like a meditation guru. So we didn't even touch on like you know that whole – well of knowledge that he right. has that, that combines this both physical and spiritual wellness yes and so i can't even summarize i just feel like you, you just have to listen for yourself yeah i i second that notion the thing with steven that i love so much is he really teaches you that the power is within yourself mm-hmm when you give your power away, it serves nobody. Yeah. So I love when he talked about boiling things down and recognizing the fear that you're having. Yeah. And being brave enough, being accountable enough, and being patient enough to f- sit with yourself and and find that mm-hmm. uh, and to not be willy-nilly, mm-hmm. to – to give your power away, like yeah. to to stand in your power. And then he has a step-by-step process. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. not, it is, it's very easy and applicable while also being common sense, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, well, he's like, well, that's the truth. Okay. So one of my most favorite takeaways from that conversation, you know, as we apply it to this question of who is she? You know, and he talks about how our sadness is really like a guiding light to our most true mm-hmm. and inner desires. And so, and I just feel like, yeah, that it like that is so true. That like resonates with me so deeply. And being 
present with your sadness and asking yourself those questions in that moment, I feel like that indeed might be one of the quickest ways to really answer the question, who is she? Mm. Yeah. And to alleviate suffering along the way. Yeah. Then we went into Beth's conversation. She really had, I mean, I think I just resonate with her energy so much because she is very fast paced. Yeah. um, And... And she's very intuitive. Uh huh. And I really, really like. So we touch a lot on intuition. Hers is more of just like a, a, a storytelling. And I love this because we had this in season two. When we in season two, when we sat down and we talked to Amber, and Amber just shared her story. And mm-hmm. I felt like I honestly feel like that episode could be a chapter in the book of the women who run with wolves. Mm-hmm. Like you basically like they tell you a story mm-hmm. and you you gain your your inflection or your um insight yeah from reading it and so and i feel like that was this episode in season three beth just sharing her story yeah and then you're like ah i see that and i love her um she i love her take on intuition and just her her ease with it like she like doesn't overcomplicate it she's like yeah and i felt this and i went like i just love that she embraced it and went with it yeah we find ourselves in stories, right? Yeah. And so when someone can sit down and share where they changed direction of the cells or mm-hmm. followed the breadcrumbs um, mm-hmm. and seeing it work for somebody else just spreads the uh, the capability around, yeah. right? It, it spreads that. And so I think that it, it it's a beautiful way to – Propel yourself forward. Yeah. Listening to others. Yeah. She is the permission giver. She mm-hmm. gives permission in that episode. Yes. She just gives permission. Yeah, she's like, do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Then we wrap up season three with the Enneagram mom. Freaking Tess. Oh, <laughs> my lord. <laughs> Who is she? Mm. Well, we will know exactly when we know your number. <laughs> Tell me your number and we can have... Uh, so much yeah so much information about who you are and why you operate the way you do because Mm. the Enneagram is all tied up in your deepest desires and your greatest fears and if that doesn't tell you who you are or play just such a key role yes in in the who you are like your deepest desires um and how that's connected to your your greatest fear right right our fear is that we won't have our deepest desire no matter what number you are Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Or that you're not worthy of your deepest desire. Yes. Something that I loved about uh, Tessa's episode is the Enneagram, how it's different from other personality testing is the other personality testing um, is how the world sees you, mm-hmm. like how others view you. And the Enneagram is really deeply about how you see yourself, mm-hmm. how you feel I love when she was said, uh, give yourself permission to try on a number. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Give yourself permission to try on different characters. Try on and see like what fits. And I think that like that's where, you know, how the intuition that Beth speaks of really settles in. Um, Yeah. And I love that sometimes we – are so disconnected from ourselves and we're so uh, immersed outside of Mm -hmm. ourselves that we have to try something on. Um, But really the Enneagram is 
is how you see yourself. And so I loved how she just gave permission of how some people think that they might be a number for some time and then actually be like, mm, I'm really this. Uh, yeah. And I think that that just went so far beyond just like personality testing for me. I'm like, I love that. Like yeah. try try things on until you figure out what 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 really fits and settles yeah. within you. What feels true to you. Mm-hmm. I loved that from yeah. her from her episode. Yeah. I love I mean relationships are so important to me, right? Like I'm a two. I loved that the Enneagram really has everything to do with how we are relating to other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how understanding like the Enneagram as a whole, like all nine types really allows you to show up in relationships mm-hmm. and like who like how we show up for other people I think is also like a, a huge indicator of who is she you know who is she she is a helper she is an intellectual mm. she is a protector she mm. is um a reformer yeah. like it, it's yeah. really it's beautiful and all are needed all are important mm-hmm. and when you know who you are, it helps you fulfill your your purpose and and move closer to your higher self in, you know, such like a, a speedy way. You know, yeah. like you don't have to waste time. You can just be like, oh, yeah, this is my purpose. Like and being able to like, honestly, it it's a very helpful in understanding like how you relate to other people. Like mm-hmm. it gives you so much compassion mm-hmm. because it doesn't make everything about you. Yes. You can see where other people are coming from just by knowing their number. Yes. It's insane. It's, it's like in insanely helpful. Uh, insanely helpful. <laughs> it's insanely helpful. It is insanely helpful. And I feel like actually ever since we sat down with Tess, I have been trying to diagnose anybody yes. and everybody that I'm around. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's the four in you. I'm pretty sure you're a four. Yeah. Uh, that's the one. That's definitely the one in you. Yeah. Oh, that's your sin coming out. That's that's your sin. I think that, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so uh, it's really fun. I actually really loved Tessa's episode. Yeah. So much. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah. You guys, season three has been a blast. And this is one of the things that I really want to leave with you. Every single episode has impacted me and taught me a lesson and shaped me in a way that has brought me exactly to this moment where I am right now. Mm. And where I stand, I feel like I am on the edge of a cliff and I can see where I'm going and I don't know really where the next step is, um, but I just love that everything, every conversation that we've had And every person who has crossed our path has, like, moved me to this confident and centered version of myself right now who is ready to take that step into the unknown. And I cannot wait for season four. That's all I I have to say about that. Shelby, what are your thoughts? None of this makes sense to you right now. Stay tuned for season four and you will totally know what I'm talking about. And you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm literally leaving you with a cliffhanger. I think you're about to soar. Turns out I don't take a step. I fly. (laughs) Yes. Yes. 
And, and, and honestly, every one of these conversations has made an impact on like what shows up in our planner as well. Like Mm -hmm. the, like I love that we have conversations with a therapist and they give us a great idea and like that's our journal prompt like we we definitely are using all of the knowledge that they're willing to share with us um, to help create a very tangible item for you to sit down and then ask yourself who is she Mm. and by god we know that when you ask yourself that and you get down to the core and the root of it you look in the fucking mirror and you're gonna be like she abundant. Ow! That's right, babies. That's right. She abundant. We couldn't do it without you. We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at I totally relate pod. Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at I totally relate pod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out.